Hi, welcome to Happier Ladies, a podcast where we discuss all things related to the Happier and Happier in Hollywood podcasts. We're sisters and super fans who can't get enough happier. So we created our own podcast to keep the conversation going. I'm Malika Amandi, a SoCal native living in Western Massachusetts, a new mom and an entrepreneur. I'm here with my sister, Azizi Williams. That's me. I live and work in the LA area. I'm a not-so-new mom, and I'm an education professional in the independent school world. Malika. Yes? I read this fascinating story from the New York Times. You know, I'm a big New York Times reader. I look at it every morning. And they have this segment, 54 Places to Go This Year. And it's actually quite beautiful the way they've laid it out. It's like photojournalism and... They have highlighted places all over the world that they think are worth the travel this year. And Pasadena's on the list. That's our hometown. It's amazing that they recognize the beauty. And it's true. The mountains here are gorgeous. And I, the more I travel, when I come back to them, the more I really appreciate how beautiful the landscape is. And that's what they, they focus on mostly, the mountain range and the nature. Very cool. Yeah, I was, I felt a little pride. And then, you know, who else is on the list? Kansas City. (laughs) Okay. All right. Another connection that we have. (laughs) To to Liz, Sarah, and Gretchen. Our cities are beautiful places to go this year. Our cities are having a moment this year. So shout out to Kansas City making the list. That's fun. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. So Malika, what happened in Happier this week? On Happier episode 464, Liz and Gretchen remind listeners about the one minute rule. Gretchen shares her new quiz about habit selection. And Gretchen also shares a happiness hack related to hotels. They discuss a know yourself better question regarding what calms you down. And they share listener responses to what is the new what. There were so many goodies in this episode. Yeah, they were prolific this week. I mean, both Happier and Happier in Hollywood had a lot to say. I was super excited to hear about the new quiz. So that's what I ran out and did oh my quickly. So how, how long did it take you? It's so fast. I mean, maybe two minutes. The results that I got, the habit I should focus on is boost your sense of creativity and play by making time for fun and exploration. That feels pretty spot on with what I'm craving right now, wanting to romanticize the weekend and build in more leisure time again, just let loose in some area that's appropriate. It's nice to have that feedback. It feels relevant and Yeah, absolutely. I think there are other things that I, organization and, you know, I could see some of the questions, how it could lead to a different aim. But I think the bottom line is like, but what would actually make you happier, you know? And it's not Mm -hmm. having an organized inbox. Like, yes, on a certain level, these are things that I want to do and that are important. But the thing that I feel would actually make me feel happy is getting to do acting again or going to a dance class, Mm -hmm. something in that realm. So I think it's a good distinction between what are the habits that you want to do or you feel you should do and then what will actually make you happier? Hmm. Wow, this could be helpful ahead of or alongside the 
happiness project revisited also. Yes, totally. You can keep this in mind as you, you know, enter into that process. But I will definitely take it. I'm curious, you know, and you, you talk about how creativity is what you need to make you happier right now. And I'm thinking about Liz and hers was about saving money yeah. and investing. <laughs> and so it went in a very different direction, right? <laughs> so I'm fascinated to see where I land in terms of what the tool thinks I could do now. Yeah, it's fun. Each question gives you two options. So it's kind of easy to do mm-hmm. quickly mm-hmm. and just go with your gut. Mm-hmm. And then does it give you ideas? Yes, it does oh. at the end when you get your results. So there's five suggestions. One of my suggestions is to explore a new neighborhood in your hometown once a month. Take yourself on weekly artist dates and visit places you find interesting or inspiring. Spend an hour or two in nature every weekend. There's a few other ones. I'll save some for the listeners to discover in case anyone else has the same result. I can see you doing all of those things. (laughs) And I'm just, I am blown away by Gretchen Rubin and (laughs) all the quizzes that she's able to produce. She's on the pulse. It's amazing. So this sounds like fun i'm gonna definitely take it azizi what happened in happier in hollywood and happier in hollywood episode 348 sarah and liz decide to pick a new first day of the year because the regular one was garbage for them they share a hack to use when trying to make a decision they shed light on why there are multiple shows about the same subject and sarah gives a recommendation for good oral hygiene i mean again happier in hollywood so many Interesting ideas and their suggestion of thinking about is this a 10 before moving forward is brilliant. (laughs) I think it's so brilliant. It's so simple and effective. It just it's really easy to understand. And it really does force you to think about a choice before you make it. I can use this in particular with my overbuying tendencies. And you know, I'm right now Mm. in this spending fast of January. I'm trying not to spend money on unnecessary things and things that I just want. And I am slowing down and thinking about, is this something I need? You know, and I think Mm -hmm. filtering my impulse to purchase through the, is this a 10 machine? (laughs) Well, will Mm. definitely, I think, cause me to be more intentional about my choices when I'm purchasing. The the other thing that came up for me is this question of what is a Substack? Like Sarah was talking about a friend of hers who has a Substack that she wants to get. I feel like I'm hearing a lot about Substacks all of a sudden. And did I miss I miss the introduction? What when was this introduced? I, what is this? Why it's like another thing I don't know what it is. What is a Substack? Okay, so I'm not speaking from personal experience that we could easily Google this. I will instead speculate. You are my tech you know, mentor. <laughs> I always ask you my tech and social media related questions first. I'll tell you my understanding of a Substack is that it's like a curated blog that people subscribe to. It's writing. It's on the internet. It's like a blog. It's somewhere where somebody can write on a certain subject. But in order to read it, you have to subscribe, like a paid subscription. Oh, so some people are saying Substack are the new podcasts. What? Basically. To use that. <laughs> Wait a minute. What? Substacks are the new podcasts? Okay. <laughs> Obviously, there are still podcasts. But 
it's one of the more up and but it's not a new media, media it's just writing but it's writing that it's you pay writing. for okay well we'll get back to you well maybe we'll revisit this with, with another definition or we'll find a definition and put it in the show notes but that helps me understand the next segment is the festival of where we go into great detail about a particular subject. And this episode is the Festival of Huga. Oh, okay, Malika. So what is Huga and how exactly is it spelled? So one of the most common spellings of Huga is H-Y-G-G-E. It's a Danish word. The most basic English translation is coziness. But it is way more dimensional than that as a concept. So I'm going to read a quote from The Little Book of Huga by Mike Viking. Huga is about an atmosphere and an experience rather than about things. It is about being with the people we love, a feeling of home, a feeling that we are safe, that we are shielded from the world and allow ourselves to let our guard down. You may be having an endless conversation about the small or big things in life, or just be comfortable in each other's silent company, or simply just be by yourself enjoying a cup of tea. So Azizi, what does huga mean to you? It's something that you think about a lot, particularly around winter and when things get cold, because it's like going inward and celebrating the joy of being inside the joy of your home and the comfort that your home brings i think that's what it means to me malika inside mm-hmm, joy it's mm-hmm. <laughs> another way of saying it what does huga mean to you malika i really associate it with the uh, just pleasure i think there's a lot of creature comforts that you can experience in the winter i also feel like you can experience huga in every season of the year in the summer it might be having a picnic with friends some little decadent slash simple experience to take advantage of whatever is happening in the environment or the season but it's really about thinking okay how can I make this day or moment or season feel really good and special and pleasurable it's like seasonal luxuries like small seasonal luxuries I love that yes but I think there's also the potentially the relational aspects so it's not just things it's in intimate conversations or like game night, doing fun things with people who you know really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Malika, can you describe a huga moment you had in the last couple of weeks? Last weekend, we had our first big snow. It was very huga because you couldn't go anywhere. <laughs> you had to stay in. <laughs> this is forced forced huga. <laughs> but part of the huga is like looking out the windows and seeing it be all snowy and everything is quiet and then inside you've, we had the fireplace going and curling up on the couch with my dog kermit ruffins that was very mm-hmm. huga what about for you is easy I think one moment that I can think of just happened a couple days ago. My daughters and I were on the couch, <laughs> again, on the couch. I had a fake fireplace, like oh, an electric yes. fireplace yes. going. We were watching a movie together with the lights down low. Both girls curled up on the couch. I'm sure Bo, our dog, was somewhere in the mix also. And just kind of giggling. It was something funny and it was just a nice moment. And again, 
again, like you said, relational, you know, being together with people I love in a cozy setting. So Azizi, what are some of your top Huga recommendations? There are so many. And I think I was thinking about winter Huga when I made this list. So it would be interesting to revisit in the summer and see what we would come up with then, keeping in mind that it can happen all year, Huga. So the things I'm thinking about now are... One, blankets on couches. So just different textures and being warm and having that access whenever you need it on the couch. I'm going to give another shout out to seasonal vibes because there's no snow out my window, but I turn on the YouTube channel seasonal vibes and there's snow on the TV and it looks like I'm looking out my window at snow. So just this morning I had the seasonal vibes on while I was doing some work and it's it's a lovely feeling. A drawer full of tea. So I have a tea drawer. I don't usually go to it or I don't drink as much tea in summer, but in the winter, oh, it's so satisfying to pull it out and to just look Mm. over all the different varieties of tea. And I'm realizing I need to curate it and, you know, I needed to sort of restock for the winter. It's just having a warm cup of tea and looking over all the different kinds of tea is a cozy feeling for me. That feels so luxurious. Just the abundance of options. Right? Just having choices and tea is such an affordable luxury. (laughs) It is not very much money to buy tea. Shout out to the tea industry because they really have some <laughs> the the descriptions of the tea and what you can conjure through a, you know some herbs in your cup is magical you know and the different colors and patterns on the boxes so it's visually also very stimulating and enjoyable so there's something about a drawer full of tea that I really enjoy the next thing is candles. You know, that's the obvious choice. And we've talked about candles before, all kinds of candles, different scents and just the light and having the warmth of the light of a candle in your home is lovely. And I will never forget listening to a podcast called Home Space and Reason, where the host, Christina Browning, went into detail. She did a whole like history of candles Mm. and did the whole deep dive into candle care and how to maintain your candles. And it was so fascinating to me. I highly recommend her podcast. It's Home Space and Reason. The candle episode is called Luminaries and Candles. It's episode 47. In her podcast, she discusses home functionality, aesthetics, and automation challenging you to think about your space differently. So that's a little shout out for that podcast. Can I say something about candles? Please. In the little book of Huga, there's a whole chapter on lighting and how that contributes to Huga. The author goes in depth about the candle industry in Denmark and how how many candles they go through as a nation because Huga is such a big cultural value and that even in workplaces there's candles lit all the time in the office it's very normal to have candles out or in like a classroom places where we would be shocked like why is there an open flame it's very normal there just to have candles going all the time I love that I tried to light a candle in my office and I was quickly told I know that is a fire violation in California are you kidding Right. In LA, yeah, no candles in the workplace. However, I've been tempted to bring a battery operated candle, but I'm like, that's a great idea. Is that going too far? Is that going too far? (laughs) 
No, there's some with a really realistic flame too. That could be It's very, very nice. extra, Malika, but in terms of romanticizing your workplace, hey. I might be that person. So I'll stay tuned. I might do that. But this is also just a reminder or encouragement for everyone who owns candles to light them. I think sometimes we try to save them True. or we forget or we think this is not the right time, but it's always the right time <laughs> to light your candle. WW Gloss, what would Gretchen Liz or Sarah say? Gretchen would say, spend out. Spend out. Use it up. Your good things. Use your candles. Yeah. And the last Huga thing I have is a foot warmer slash massager that goes under your desk. So my home desk, I have this foot massager that also warms your feet. It feels so good. It's a little treat while you're working away. I really enjoy it. Sometimes I just turn on the warm feature so that I can just have a foot rest that warms up. And sometimes I definitely use the massager. And this is something that my daughter Ilea will steal sometimes when she's home. If it's missing, I know where it is. Those are some things that bring me Huga. What about you, Malika? What's on your list? Well, number one on my list is the best pair of slippers for the house. I say this while I am on the search for these for myself. I don't have a great pair of slippers right now. But I think just the idea of having special inside shoes, that you have something special waiting for you that you only use inside. I'm imagining like Uggs or something with fluffy things around them, but also that feel really good to stand in. I thought that you were going to have a pair to recommend, but you're on the search for a good pair of slippers. Yes. And actually, this is a part of my whole foot journey. I need slippers that have removable inserts so I can put my orthotics in them. In your slippers? Because you're standing up at home a lot. When you're in your uh, home, you're walking around. and This is true. The next thing is a chair by a window with a view to the outside. I think this could work in any weather, but especially when the weather is inclement or, you know, raining or snowing to be able to sit next to the window in a cozy chair with like a cup of tea or something and a blanket. That is very Huga. Mm. And actually in the little book of Huga, there's a special word, Huga Krog, which is a Danish word that basically means a chair by a window, a cozy Huga spot to sit. Mm. The next thing is a roaring fireplace, real or virtual. Yes. Even pre having my own fireplace. And actually, even though I have a real fireplace, sometimes I just prefer the YouTube fireplace. It's easier for one thing. You don't have to tend to it. It's always there. But something about having that on instantly makes everything feel a little bit cozy and hygge. You have a very handsome real fireplace. Oh, thank you. Your fireplace is beautiful. I want to say that to the virtual fireplace at school in the classrooms, the teachers have taken to putting up the virtual Mm. fireplace in the classroom while students work, maybe after lunch, have the lights off. It's very sweet and it's just, it's so effective all year long. So another Huga element that I would recommend if you have a pet is having a dog or cat curled up next to you, maybe a bunny, any animal that likes to cuddle. There's something about having a, especially like a sleeping animal, just kind of that body heat and the simplicity of and peace of a resting animal right next to you is very Huga. If you don't have a dog or a cat, I might suggest you get a warmie. 
Remember the warmies? They're stuffed animals that you could put in the microwave to warm them up. And that could be a way to replicate it. I'm just thinking about people who can't have a dog or cat for whatever reason. Yeah, that's great. Or even a hot water bottle just to have some little thing giving off heat that's next to you. My final Huga recommendation is bread right out of the oven. Mm, Just the good feelings or could be cookies right out of the oven. There's something about bread that feels really hearty and nourishing. I do this from time to time. I'm not a big baker at all, but I'll buy the pre-made biscuits from the can. Those still Uh are very satisfying coming right out of the oven. That sense of engaging the senses. You know, this is all very sensory. Yes. Any carbs out of the oven. (laughs) (laughs) going to be satisfying. (laughs) I have a memory when I was in elementary school in the aftercare program, there was someone who used to bake fresh bread every Friday and she would sell loaves and we would have it for our afternoon snack with honey butter. Oh my gosh. I was, you know, seven or eight. I remember that. (laughs) Never forget that. Right. It was amazing. Gretchen and Liz have talked about recalling tastes from your childhood and I have never been able to come up with anything or like really remember any specific tastes but now that you say that that brings me right back. Yeah we should sit down and really think about I'm sure there are others that are locked in but that's one that I do revisit in my mind sometimes. Yes so please listeners share with us what are your Huga suggestions what do you do to bring Huga into your life at any season wintertime or any season. We'd love to hear from you. Now it's time for peaks and valleys because in life there are always peaks and valleys. This is an even episode. So Azizi, start us off with a peak. My peak has to do with my bedtime routine. And this is related to, you know, something on my 24 for 24 list. I want to get to bed earlier. And my phone was keeping me up at night. I wasn't sure where to put it. You know, I wanted it to be outside of my bedroom. And my daughter suggested that I plug it in my bathroom, which makes so much sense. My bathroom is in my bedroom. It's just far enough away, but not too far enough away. And so now... Now, what I do is I consider it putting my phone to bed at night. Mm. So after I finish getting ready for bed in the bathroom, I've showered, brushed my teeth, all of that. I plug in my phone. I say goodnight to my phone and then I go to my bed. It's perfect. For some reason in my mind, this makes sense and it makes it easier to do this. And it has helped me get to bed at a reasonable time. Nice. Yes. Happy that I figured that out. Thank you. Thank you very much. So Malika, what's your valley? My valley is that I had my last physical therapy session this week. I just don't feel like I did my best at the end of the day. You know, I started out strong in the early weeks and was really making an effort to do the exercises. But then the holidays... I really fell off. I did things here and there, but I didn't feel like I had the time or the energy to do the things that were supposed to help my foot heal, right? So in the end, it's me that loses. I felt like I let my physical therapist down. This is such an obliger response oh, no. too. <laughs> I felt like I let her down. Like I wasn't a good student. I didn't do my homework. And ultimately it's all for me. You know, she's got other clients. She's oh. not counting on me, but I just had that feeling at the end. That's a valley. I have the exercises now I have the information so I can still continue this and do these on my own and I do want to figure out a way to integrate them maybe into the yoga year or somehow because my foot is better than when I started but it's not 
where I hoped it would be. There's still a long way to go and it's up to me to do it. That was just a low feeling, you know, in that session, having to tell the truth about my compliance. Oh, Monica. (laughs) Well, you know, you went to physical therapy. So the fact that you showed up is something that you should give yourself a gold star for. You attended all the physical therapy sessions. And even though you didn't do as many of the exercises as often as you wanted to, at least you know what they are. And like you said, you can do them anytime now. You don't need the physical therapy session to do that. So make sure to schedule it. (laughs) Maybe you can then feel better about this one. All right. That brings us to the end of this episode. Azizi, let's leave on a happier thought. What are you going to try this week? I am going to try to consider, is this a 10? Okay. That's really now, it's kind of locked in. I'm going to use that often. And Malika, what about you? I'm going to look into a sub stack around Ayurveda since that's on my 24 for 24 list. And I'll report back about what the sub stack craze is. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, sister. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you like us, rate, review, tell a friend and follow us. Send us a message at happierladies at gmail.com and tell us something you liked about Happier and Happier in Hollywood this week. Our theme music was created by Wyatt Muncy, and this episode was edited by Magnus Borgum. And we also want to give a special shout out to Gretchen Rubin, Liz Craft, and Sarah Fain for inspiring our conversation each week. You can find us on Instagram at happierladies and on the web at happierladies.com, where you can read our show notes from this episode. All right, Azizi. Have a happier week. Have a happier week, Malika. Bye. Bye. I still have collapsed arches when I'm at home, you know. Anyway, that's not Huga. <laughs> orthotics are not Huga. What could make orthotics Huga? <laughs> is the question. All right, go on. <laughs>